I woke up this morning and in my head was this hot debate between myself and myself about duality. You're here for a special bonus episode of Curious Cat. Thanks for listening to Curious Cat the podcast that examines the shadowy space where science and the supernatural collide. And I'm your host, Jennifer Hotes. Join me every week as I examine what it means to be a soul in a meat suit. Welcome to Curious Cat. Okay, as usual, I got right into it, but I woke up in the dead of morning. I mean, it was after 3 a.m. sometime, and I was too awake to go back to sleep because all I was thinking about is that crazy Schumann resonance that happened last week. And um, I don't know when this is going to come out because I do my audio editing and I am paid nothing. (laughs) So I'm assuming it'll come out sometime in July. But that crazy incident with the Schumann resonance that trended on Twitter and the actual Schumann resonance images, to me, they look like that cane um, weaving, you know, the, the circles in it. It's very much like the 70s had all of this bamboo furniture with cane Um I don't want to call it fabric because it's an I, like a grass reed that was like woven behind it. It was just like a weaving. It was gorgeous. It was unparalleled. No one had ever seen anything like it. And people were speculating what they thought it meant and what it showed. And for me, it felt like this weaving of our shadow selves with our outward selves. It was like we were weaving those two things together. And instead of having them be separate, part that we hid away and part that we show the public, it's like we were finding a collective way to weave them together in order to ultimately uncover our superpower. That's how I saw it. And I saw it collectively. And I'm not saying that means duality is dead and gone. There are amazing um, evolutionary astrologists, and I have one in my family with um, Nora's Unnamed Photos, who also does the art for me, where they had this really cool take on it. And maybe I'll read that later in my hot take here. But um, I felt like for me, it didn't mean duality was dead and gone, a thing of the past. It was simply that we were understanding everything at its fullest iteration, at its fullest expression, is both sides of its duality. We are dark and light. We are good and evil. We are peaceful and war makers or troublemakers. We are all of these things. And if we can bring them all forward at the same time, maybe there's no more dysfunctional 
element to it. It's just we understand that maybe we tap into our drama and our um, angst for our creative expression, but then we um, tap into our kindest, most compassionate selves when we're dealing with other people, knowing that they've got crap that they're dealing with too, and maybe they're just better at hiding it, but it's still there. We all have battles we're waging. Okay, so in this thread, when I was like debating with myself about duality and am I bringing forward my shadow, all parts of myself, including my shadow that I thought I'd made peace with, I started thinking about the duality of our meat suit and our soul, like our actual physical vehicle that we have for this go round this lifetime and our essence, our soul, our spiritual selves that are just, they're timeless to me. They're um, the infinity symbol to me. They go on in different ways, shapes, and forms. They find ways to magnetize to their soul tribe every single go around. Even though we fool ourselves and think that we can't find each other, we're still shocked and surprised we do. So in my hot take in the middle of the night, I felt like, is our superpower unlocked with our body and our soul or spiritual side if we can find more balance in those two parts of ourselves in a 24-hour period? So bear with me. I was thinking, how can we spend equal time with the spiritual or soul self and the body? And how can, ultimately, it's the soul or spiritual self that's lacking, right? The body is um, equal to me with the ego, which is all about getting the food, the sustenance, the money maybe that the meat suit and the people around us need to be okay in this lifetime. So it's very much like 2D and 3D and somehow the spiritual or soul self feels like it's kind of floating above all that. Well, I think it's possible because I started writing a list. Where are places that we have in our day where our spiritual or soul self gets to take the lead? And how can we expand those minutes? Okay, sleep, for example. In sleep, during the dream state, even when we're just resting, the body sends out a chemical that basically numbs the limbs and dulls the senses so that we can actually rest and heal. And that's when our soul or spirit self gets to come forward. They get to explore worlds. They get to explore different stories, maybe different timelines of us kind of play with the costumes that we wear in the waking hours. They can digest the events of the past and maybe even see glimpses of what's to come. In my sleep state, I've I've shared with you that I have been doing some work with people that have passed away, but they haven't quite crossed over. So sleep is a place where I think that is a big bulk of hours. There's a reason why our bodies need eight hours of sleep, because it's almost mandatory that a third of our life is forced into having at least some spiritual or soul time. Another place that we can capture more time where the spirit or soul for me move to the forefront 
is in art. When we express ourselves through art, when we focus on a pen or pencil, a paintbrush, piece of paper, we let go of our bodies in a sense. We dive into how to portray the shapes or colors or image before us, like portray something that's three-dimensional on a two-dimensional surface. So we have to have this change, this shift in perspective. And I do believe it needs to be pen to paper or paintbrush to paper. It can't be in the digital form. I feel like it has to be disconnected from technology. Um, But I don't know. I'm open to uh, interpretation on that. So hit me in the comments of this or send me an email if you feel like you have found a place for digital art in your art expression that allows your spiritual or soul self to come forward. Another place, music. Okay, put on in those earplugs, put on headphones, uh, put on a speaker when maybe you've got a space alone, wherever it can be just us and the music, those vibrations, the movement of the notes, that emotion behind the songs, no matter what genre, the lyrics, the fluidity. Music to me is more of the language of the soul than anything else, except for I would argue possibly math, like theoretical math, but I don't know a ton about that. But what my eldest has talked to me about with theoretical math kind of um, reminds me of the way music speaks to me as a language. Meditation, that's an easy one. They uh, Every soul journey, every spiritual awakening begins and ends with, are you meditating every day? I mean, Isn't that the reason it's so powerful? So in our waking states, we're able to set the meat suit aside and all of the concerns we have about it, and then join into this energy, this larger energy, this energy that eclipses our own. So I think that's a magic behind meditation. And even the definition of meditation, I feel, is kind of fluid. We'll talk about that in a bit. Nature. Nature makes us shrink our perception of ourselves. It's like shouting into the wind. Nature is always louder, larger. It has its own spectacle, its own frequency. Sit by the ocean and listen to the sound of waves crashing on the sandy banks. Sit near a river and the burbling, bubbling, rushing, gurgling waters roll past. Sit in the mountains, and the wind comes through the forest. There's the creak of branches above your head, the chitter of squirrels and birds, the crunch of boots on a trail. Time in nature is definitely soul and spirit time. I was thinking about flying. The nature reminded me of birds. Flying, traveling by plane, turning on you know, some music in headphones um, on an, when you're on an airplane and just imagine yourself floating in the clouds right along next to the plane. What about the drop of a roller coaster when you feel weightless for just those moments that kind of make you catch your breath? Floating in water, water, 
a salt bath, a public pool, a nearby lake. Plug your ears with your fingers if you have to. If it helps enhance that sense of immersion, that sense of weightlessness, weightlessness, hold your breath and float. Just be. What is the resonance of the water that you're in? What's that vibration? Anything and everything, isn't it? You're immersed in it. Another way that I was thinking you can bring soul or spiritual self forward is to spend time with animals. Actually pay attention when you're taking care of animals that happen to be in your sphere or watching animals out a window, even if you can just catch a glimpse of birds flying when you're at work, caring for horses and chickens and goats, sitting beside a dog and listening to him snore, stroke your hand across his fur, and imagine life through his eyes in that moment. What about immerse in a cat's purr, the rumble, that deep rumble? It's healing. It calms. Do you feel yourself getting sleepy? I was even thinking about cooking food, something that we have to do every day to stay alive. That can be a meditation. Anything can be a meditation if you just shift perspective slightly, just ever so slightly. I faced hundreds of vials of old medicine recently. And as I cut off the labels that had names on them so I could responsibly dispose of them, it became a meditation to me, a very unlikely meditation. It was a very sobering, very sad um, action when I first started it. And then what happened is Label by label, minute by minute, that turned into a two-hour task, I started understanding the medicine, the vials, the journey of this person, and it became life-altering, perspective-altering, not life-altering, maybe both, actually. So balancing the soul-spirit time in a day with the demands and needs of the physical body feels worth pursuing. As above, so below, bringing both things into focus at the same time. We are steeped in duality in this life. Some say that is the name of this game, is duality. But what I've experienced is when I marry those two sides or at least fight for balance between them so they have an equal voice, the flow and the complexity in whatever I'm experiencing and doing is amplified. The impact is deeper and more powerful and resonates further for me. Ever read a fantastic book where the protagonist is one-dimensional? They're like 100% good. Yeah, I haven't either. The richness of a complicated backstory adds a depth to the character's every movement. We crave layers. Duality cakes, they're like, picture a birthday cake with thousands and thousands of layers uh, built with flaky, airy layers of salty and sweet deliciousness. We crave layers. If finding 12 hours for your soul a day feels daunting, I thought I'd make a little list and give you a helping hand with it. 
start with baby steps. So try for maybe five more minutes a day, 10 more minutes, 20 minutes. And here are just a few off the top of my head that don't add to the demands of your day, but they might start making more balance. So when you wake up, linger five minutes. Note how it feels to have heavy limbs, a slowed heart rate, traces of a dream still fogging through your brain. What is that vibration for you? Is it a low steady hum like that cat purr? As you set about rushing out the door, use your imagination to watch yourself from above, shift perspective. What does that look like? What does it feel like to watch yourself rushing through the beginning of your day, rushing out the door? Does it give you some breathing room between the demands of the clock and your needs for self that you're setting aside? On that commute to work, if you're a rider on a bus or train, let your gaze soften, listen, smell, feel. Do you sense someone's excitement near you? Anyone sad or nervous in proximity? Just see if you can sense emotions from other. Then give them back to that person in love. Now ask what those emotions felt like. They're emotions that you're absorbing. Compare them to your own that tend to be Mm, let's say a little serrated on the edges, right? Like a knife. Note the differences and the similarities. Shifting your attention to your breath, doing anything. You can make even the workday become a playful balance between body and spirit. Anything can become a meditation. Even if you're standing at the kitchen sink doing dishes, if you focus on your breath, You're making something that your body is doing into a kind of escape into the spiritual or soul work. I'm not sure striking more of a balance is enough on its own to restore the planet's harmony. I'm not sure if it's enough to impact the Schumannic resonance moving forward, but it sure couldn't hurt. I hope you enjoyed this bonus episode and I wonder how it will strike you and what you'll do with it. There's probably a million other tips that you have to expand those soul or spiritual minutes in the day. And I'd love to hear what you're doing to fight for that space and that balance. This is as always offered in love. Thanks for listening to Curious Cat. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. I hope you're enjoying the Cascadia Season 3. It's been really fun to roll out there. It's totally different content, but it's all in that kind of spooky, fun, adventuring vein. If you like the content, go ahead and recommend us to a friend if you feel generous at heart. And if not, regardless, I send it all out to you in love. Till next time, stay curious. I love you.